Hey everybody, thank you for pushing that play button. We are the Lost and Found Ministry Podcast and we are recording live in Simple Studios. I'm Clint Marker. I'm Dave Snyder. And I'm Dave Garza. And tonight we're here for something we've put on the back burner and that is completely my fault. Uh, I'll take accountability well, for that. I wouldn't <laughs> say completely your fault. I'd say we all kind of discussed it, and then you said, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, good enough. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. He just, yeah. same thing I said, just more gentle. Right. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, guys. Pretty so much. We're going right? to go into book review of chapter two, three, and four mm-hmm. of Ordering Your Private World by Gordon McDonald. Yeah, we decided we needed to do more than one chapter because it'd take us forever to yeah, get through like this book. Yeah, yeah, nah, <laughs> dude, we we need <laughs> right. to we need to pick this up a little bit so yeah. we can do a different one. Yeah, I'm gonna give that credit to Dave Schneider because yeah, I didn't think I, of it that way. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> we could take this book in quarters and just do you know, like, right. Right. Sometime in this millennium, we'll get over right. one exactly. book. Right. Exactly. We'll just be graceful for the slow readers out there. That's, you know. That's fair, Ben, that's, or the people that don't read at all. That's, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, audiobooks work too. I've read more of this book than I have any other book in a long time. Really? Even the Bible? Well, okay. Shame, shame. Dude, always, I had to say it. I had to say it. Always with the Jesus Always juice, with dude. the Jesus juice. Always with the Jesus juice. We're gonna tra- no, dude. I read the scripture. I okay? know. I know. I think we need to trademark that and then make some shirts for Clint that just say yeah. Jesus Juke. Yeah, we do. <laughs> he needs one. He needs the one. The Jesus Juke Master. The Jesus Juke Master. He's a black belt in Jesus Juke. okay all right all right guys so uh, so anyway we're taking three chapters because we figured one chapter at a time we were going to take forever to do this book so we kind of wanted to get through it a little bit faster but it is a really good book no i've gotten a lot out i agree i agree it's worth of it's full of a a bunch of really applicable ideals and and it it just the stuff that we can do that is going to not only help our private world, but what I have figured out reading this is it's also a way for us to keep the our 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 life outside of this in order too. Right? Does that make sense? Is yeah, it, definitely. Okay. Yeah, I've I've just I've enjoyed that part of it. There's and yeah. and like everything, you know, I don't fully agree with everything, but we're not going to debate it. It's still a great book. It's great, greatly written. I mean, and, like like we've said, even with the podcast that you know this person wrote this and i'm sure he read it probably a trillion times right and it's his second know. time writing right and it's mm-hmm. his second time writing it according to the book and what mm-hmm. the book right. says yeah but we could sit here and analyze it over and over and over again kind of like the podcast we're doing yes. this once right you know, so you right. could pick us apart with all kinds That's of stuff right. that right. we just couldn't think of on the fly exactly you know because we don't spend a ton of time thinking about what we're gonna right. say right well how many times can you go oh i should have said that uh, uh, yeah oh i, I should have done that a hundred percent right know, we're we just changed platforms to the new rss feed that yes. we're doing that yep. you know and so as all these um podcasts are coming back up i'm kind of re-listening to some of them and i'm like man you know, I can't the, believe we didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. You know, or we 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 said something about this in a different podcast, and it spurred on this, and that's why our second uh, podcast tonight is going to be different than what we had originally planned. Right. Yeah. Which is right. fine. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's one of those deals that it's like, oh yeah, when are we going to do this uh-huh. one, or when are we going to because we're re- we're re-listening to the podcast we've already done. That's mm-hmm. right. And and I noticed on so I listened to my first testimony again. Yes. And how because we didn't have Oh, how we've grown. Our yeah, music our, changed, yeah. our sound quality yeah, changed. It, yeah. everything. Clint everything. wasn't even with us. Yeah, yeah. Clint wasn't even there. I listened on my first to it the testimony. other day. Yeah. I yeah. got on it and I'm like I was like, hey, you know, uh, welcome to the Daily Cup. I'm yeah. Dave Garza. <laughs> he said, I'm Dave and I'm Dave. Yeah. And I'm like well, where's Clint? Oh, yeah, I mean, Clint wasn't with us. He yet. wasn't with us at that time. Man, so, that w- man, you want to talk about process? Yes. Later, but anyway, so uh, just like I said, the book, man, you could pick apart, yeah, and right. so like there will be sentences or paragraphs that it's like, man, I don't know if I fully agree with all of this, right? 
But right. there, we're gonna give grace because it's like, look, dude, it's not the Bible. Yeah, exactly. Right. Anybody could do that, even with our content. That's and right. We would hope that That's they right. wouldn't necessarily do that. Right. You know, because again, yes, we talk about theology. Yes, we talk about uh, spiritual things. However. We've never claimed to be biblical scholars or like theologians. That's right. You know what I mean? So we are not living up to even that level of scripture oh, understanding. No. Sure. No, know? no. But we, we're trying to help. And as we grow, we hope that you guys grow with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I you mean, know? that's kind of the fun part, too, is is when we can look back and go, holy cow, man, I got that way wrong. You know, and then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. well, I learned something. God taught me something mm-hmm. in this. You know, so as you said, it's just great to see how we're progressing in the process. That's right. And it's happening and it's happening. So in chapter two, uh, where we're going to start tonight, uh, it is titled A View from the Bridge. And I want to actually write off the first, the way that he enters into this chapter is something that I know right when I read it, I'm like, man, Dave Schneider is going to be all over this. (laughs) So I'm going to turn it over to Schneider and let him just kind of walk you into this. I mean, it's a it's an absolutely wonderful uh, story, I guess you could call it, or explanation in the beginning of this. So, example. Uh, yeah. Yes, a great example here, mm-hmm. and it really pertains and hits home with Dave. So, uh, Schneider, so what you got? Le- so, when we go into this, I'd like I'm going to explain the story, and then I'd like for you guys to kind of ask me Navy questions, I guess, and then we can kind of apply some of the spiritual side to things, you know, because right. I'm sure that as you guys read this, you're like, man, you know, like, how does the Navy work in this? And right. how does this yeah, absolutely. actually, you know, um, because th- this point is great. Agreed. It's very Agreed. applicable. Um, but I, I just, so do, do you guys want to do that or do you, yeah, you want to do no, that? Go just go it. ahead. Go with it, man. Okay. So basically, in this chapter, A View from the Bridge, he's kind of talking about a friend that he has that is an officer on board a USS Navy sub. Yep. To be clear, I was never on a submarine. You know, there's only 100 sailors on a sub. Right. Um, I was... I never wanted to be underwater that long. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can agree with that. I, I think yeah. that's something I would I not know. sign up for. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll jump but, out of a plane, but don't dunk me underwater. Uh, or, really? <laughs> I'm, really? I'm dead serious. <laughs> I'd rather be underwater. Than, water, fi- uh, water terrifies me. Nope. Open anyway. ocean, man. Yeah, open no ocean. Way. That's terrifying. You're that is terrifying. Of a, anyway, too much unknown. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he's talking about a friend that's an officer on, on a sub, and you know, un- underwater, you got a lot of um, different threats that could be because you're in a uh, enclosed tube. There are no windows in this thing. You're not looking outside at the water. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You just know you're underwater. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And so you got people that will, uh, you know, take the, take the sub down underwater so that, you know, obviously you're not being spotted. Right. It's a very, it's a very, uh, secretive. You have to have actual security clearance, I believe, to be on a sub anyway. Right. Right. You know, so well, yeah, because usually, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean that's what that's for. That is the uh, that's kind of the covert, the 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 right secrecy of it. That's the whole point. Right. I mean that's why it's because a you're given you're given so much more information. Like I was on a kitty, uh, I was on a uh, an aircraft carrier called the Kitty Hawk uh, before they decommed it, and you know there were missions going on that I had no idea was going on. Right. Right. Like your clearance wasn't there for that. Exactly. Right. And they, they kind of segmented so that not everybody has all the information. Right? Absolutely. But the whole, uh, loose lips sink ships. Uh, right. You know, right. So that people don't go out on Liberty and a Liberty uh-huh. port and somebody asks, Hey you man, we're out doing this. Right. And yeah. then, and then you get attacked and everybody's yeah. like, what? Somebody talk, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. obviously, and nobody wants to swim that long. Uh, no. So, um, basically, this this person, this guy, is um, he's the officer of the deck. The officer of the deck is a uh, position where the captain, you know, because nobody can run a ship or a, a sub for 
24 hours a day, right? seven days a week, because right. you're always out. We're at, when I was in, we were at war. You know, subs have specific missions and right. stuff that they're trying to do. Right. But outside of the sub, there's so many different obstacles. You don't want to run into the ground. Right. You don't want to ha- hit other ships that right. are above the water. Right. You know, because right. you're not always clear down. Right. You know, there's so many different obstacles all around you that you can't necessarily see. Right. Mm-hmm. So that in itself is like your spiritual walk. You know, God sees all these things around you and you have to, uh, you know, be guided by him so you don't hit certain Dude, things. You that know, can that preach, danger, bro. Yeah, right? <laughs> that can preach. That's yeah. good, right? You let God be your sonar. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You like that? Uh, we're, I'm we're actually writing that down. <laughs> we're writing that down. We're, anyway, keep so, going. So, you know, there's so many different things going on and you have you have people playing different parts, right? So, um, you know, on the on the deck of a sub or on the deck of a ship you have your operations team so that they they have all this intel right. gathering points from different areas outside of the ship you know so that they can know where the threats are the officer of the deck is the one that that calls the shots right they're the captain at that time right you know and i don't know what it, i've never been a captain I don't know what the rotation is for them, but, you know, they have different watches, right? So, like, the captain will be on watch for so much. Right, and right, then, right. You know, they and run hit, in shifts. Right. Yeah. So, it runs mm-hmm. in shifts, right? right? So, like, the officer of the deck is in charge of the ship while the captain is uh, sleeping or getting food or right. whatever, right. you know, whatever they need to do. Absolutely. Right? Um, because they still have the whole ship to take care of. Absolutely. It, it's not just the deck. One aspect right. of it. Right. right. The captain's in charge of all aspects of the ship. They're right. in charge of everything. Right. right. And so this whole team has to work together to give the information to the officer of the deck so that the officer of the deck knows that, hey, these are the points that, you know, are going on. These are what we have to worry about. Sir, this is going on over here. And everybody's right. giving him all this information. He's calling out we need to go faster here. We need to go slower right, here. Right. We need to rudder this way. We need hmm. to turn port. You know, he's calling all these shots, right, right? To to make sure that the ship does the mission, right? But also does it safely, <laughs> right? So the officer of the deck has an immense amount of responsibility, right? So this mm-hmm. person is trained by the captain, and th- this isn't just given to anybody uh-huh. right well i like, hope not you you have to like at certain points the executive officer will be in charge while the captain's gone right you know and then they'll have other officers that are training to be captains right that are higher level right you know that can you know like on my ship i'm sure that the air boss was one of the people that ran the ship while right. the captain and the xo were on break you know like so they have other people um, I I'm sure uh, if my if like the engineer wanted to do it, like the person that's in charge of all of engineering, he right. could come up and be officer of the deck. Right, right. So anyway, the officer of the deck goes through strict training to learn all of the different aspects of the maneuvers of the ship and make sure that we can do the mission but do it safely. Right, mm-hmm. of course. So. Um, basically this this person is the officer of the deck and there's a lot of stuff going on. They don't really specify what really is happening outside of the ship or right. anything like that. They right. didn't get really into any details, but there are times, especially um, when for instance, when you're trying to pull into port you have to make sure you don't hit the ground in certain areas. Right. You have to make sure. Right. So, and I don't know how much time sub spend in port i don't know mm-hmm. or if they even hit liberty ports it depends upon the mission right um but so anyways this officer of the deck is making hard maneuvers because he's trying to make sure that nothing you know there's there's a right. lot of stuff that you can hit you know and so during this the captain gets either woke up or notices that there's a lot going on 
and that they're making really hard maneuvers really quickly right. to make sure. So the captain goes up to the bridge and to check it out, to check What's out, going on? make sure what, you know, so he goes up and he talks to the officer of the deck. He's like, Hey, uh, sir, is everything going well? And the officer of the deck, you know, as trained is just like, yes, sir, everything's fine here. And the captain just turns around and goes, looks good to me too. And walks out. Yeah. Right. And does everything right. Because right. he's got full trust that the officer of the deck knows what he's doing. Why? Because if something happens and they hit something, they're all going to die they're anyway. Right, right. Right. So like, I have to trust you that you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you don't, we're all going to die anyway. So you, <laughs> right. you got pretty good uh, like uh -huh. reason to make sure that we don't do anything bad. Absolutely. Right. So like that's one of the things that stuck out to me um, when we started this thing. And he talks about that like as the captain of your life, right? Um, you need to know where to go to make sure that everything's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to spiritual things, it's seeking God. Yes. and scripture to make sure that everything's okay and you go to God and God's like I got this yeah and well, I mean right. God is way better than the yeah. officer of the deck <laughs> yeah you know I mean it's just the picture right yeah but right. you know it's like when you're secure in who you are doesn't matter what's going on outside you're still gonna do the mission agreed and do it safely right absolutely I think it's great. I think that whole the analogy or the, the example that he sets here and what he's talking about is, you know, ordering your private world and how that would tie in is also in your public world and crossing into that. Let's right. put it in this example, guys. So there we had that was that's a great example of now to be to be clear. He didn't go into that much detail. Right. I went into that much detail right. because to I was explain. a sailor in the Navy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. You have more yeah. information than what most readers. Mm. Right. The percentage exactly. of Navy guys reading this is probably not. Not. Very, uh, I mean, you know what you I mean? Know. Yeah. So anyway, the average person is not a Navy guy. Right. There, exactly. that, there you go. <laughs> and so, you know, I think, but looking at it in this aspect is talk about, especially for us in our walks here, mm -hmm. you know, we're. We are church goers. We are faithful attender attendees of going and worshiping God, congregating together. Okay, and and we all have a history of and a presence within the church of serving as we're called to do. Okay, so what this brings to light to me is in the sense of kind of like put yourself in a pastor in a senior pastor's role. Mm -hmm. Okay, and the senior pastor his there's so many avenues okay just like on a ship you know of course ships much more complicated but just saying you know the pastors inside of a church there's multiple ministries that go on it's not just preaching on sundays it's not just right, right, yeah, you know it's not yeah. just wednesday night oh let's corral the kids and fill them with juice and crackers and you know, and then we're just going to read out of the Bible for the adults. There's so much more. Yeah, I've heard some pastors say that's the easy, easy part. Yeah, that's the easy part, <laughs> man. Teaching on Sunday, the, right? The hard part is so. In a sense, I could see this being something that we could use to apply to our lives to be able to trust spiritually mm -hmm. the people that we put in charge of these things. Mm -hmm. So, a senior pastor puts, you know, Clint Marker. You're going to be head of whatever. Uh, I don't know. Men's, uh, ministry. men's ministry. There you go. You're going to be head of men's. All right. The senior pastor has to be able to come out and say, you know, there's a lot of commotion going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. They got mm -hmm. a lot happening. Mm -hmm. Does he need to, w would that leader come in and forcibly have to dig into every aspect of every step that you're taking? Or does he trust in you spiritually that he can come out and say, hey, man, how's that ministry doing? You say, well, good, Pastor. Uh, this is what we got going on. I know this looks bad. Right. right I know now. this looks bad, but in the depth of it, spiritual growth is happening. And the pastor's got to be able to have that relationship and that trust to be able to say, all right, man, sounds good. Looks good. Right. If you have any problems, let me know. That's right. That's right. You know? So I kind of took that from this is what a great example for anybody who's in a leadership role. 
All right, if we're gonna if we're gonna say that we trust somebody's spiritual leadership, if we trust somebody that they hear from God, and we put them in a position, we need to be able to do exactly that that is described in this book. I'm not saying we just let people go free willy nilly, right, you know, right. and just oh right. whatever you want to do. No, you need to check in. You need to yeah. make sure. But of course, we we can evaluate those things in the harvest. All right, you know what fruits being bared uh in the growth but right. i just thought that was a great example of you know in our private world are we trusting the people that we put in position are we trusting the people that we delegate things to you know is that happening a big part of this is teamwork right yes. what you're really um specifying is the the team aspect of it like every team member has to be okay with if if the captain dies for example he has to know that the officer of the deck or whoever is going to take command the executive officer he has to know that the executive officer has control in case something happens to him right you know and and then you get into kind of what's called span of control right right and span of control is really how many people can a person effectively train to do what they need to do span of control right. is really about uh for instance on a fire ground um in a in a fire scene you know a a a, a chief can only really manage well five to seven people right so right. he doesn't have every firefighter coming up to him telling him right. things there's seven people five to seven people that he can go to that can take be, that, that that is yes. going to give him information yes right right same thing happens in the navy like you have a, a the captain the xo right 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 then under them you got the head of engineering you have the head of deck department Right. You have the head of operations. Right. Yeah. And these are the people giving them information unless they're in the role of standing watch on the deck. Right. Right. When they're on in that role, they have to take information from everybody that's there that's been trained to operate that equipment. Right. Properly. Right. 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 And so, you know, on the fire ground, the, these are all life or death situations, really. Right. Oh, hell, absolutely. You know, because everybody on the ship depends upon the operations guys to to know exactly where ground is, especially with tight maneuvers and everything going on, so we don't ground the ship, so then we don't have to swim for two to three hours waiting for another ship to come pick us up. Right. You know, right. That, that's not a fun you, you, you want to talk <laughs> I, I don't want to be in the middle of the ocean swimming with sharks swimming around me you yeah know I'd rather I mean? not. Like, I just uh, that's not uh -huh. really doesn't seem like fun to me <laughs> you know so all of these are kind of life or death situations you know and that's kind of like I've I've got and we're born into a war we've talked about this before on the podcast you know what is our part to play in the war you know right. are we generals are we just infantry what are we doing here you know and we have to figure out our roles spiritually in this walk and what are we supposed to do with the information we have right right do you have anything clint yeah i mean on uh, as far as chapter two what hit me you know we're talking about the sub example which I, is you know the most important or the most prevalent thing in this chapter but uh here the reason why the captain had uh, so much trust was the appropriate procedures were practiced a thousand times there when there go, was no right. danger. Thus, when it was time for action in a precarious situation, there was no need for the captain to overreact. What I got out of this chapter mainly, uh, well, as far as I can remember, as I read this chapter a while ago, <laughs> uh, is that what you do in your private, your 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 I'm having I'm having a brain thing here. 
uh, <laughs> brain fart. <laughs> yes, I'm having a brain fart. Whatever your uh, priorities are, uh, your uh, right. habits, whatever your, your habits. habits are right. in your private life, you know, it, do you get into scripture? Do you read? Oh, do you come pray? On. Come on. The things you do in your private world flow into your external world. And so, from the way I took it was when you have the right priorities and the right habits in your private world when it comes to uh, your time with God, prayer, your your internal life. Right. That helps you to be more uh, steady and constant when and, and have faith in those situations when troubles arise in your external. So yes, really what you're yes. saying, like spiritually speaking, if, if you're not working out your salvation like scripture says personally if you're not daily doing right what needs to be done right. when the when the the proverbial poop hits the fan that's right, right. you're not gonna make the right choices that's and right how many that's times right. have we and talked about that yes. right? i mean the navy has the same thing right so we have you know emergency operation procedures we have regular maintenance operation procedures uh and then we have you know it's it you know your regular routine things that you're going to do right. when you're lighting off a boiler, for example, there's a whole guideline on how to do it. How did they come up with that guideline, you ask? Glad do you asked. <laughs> so they, they've done this a hundred times. By doing the wrong thing. Do, by doing the wrong thing. Right. That's right. And then they figured out, this is killing people. Yes, yes, right? that's right. And so like, they came up with this procedure by which we can do this safely without killing anybody. That's right. And then the emergency is when something goes bad because we've seen a lot of things go bad. How do we how minimalize do we deal with it? How do we minimize the impact to the ship yes, and the mission? Yes, exactly. And see, that's I like the point you brought up, Clint, because that that's is a actually, great point. Dude. That, that comes into what I what uh, what stood out to me. Ha, it's almost ordained. I mean, <laughs> right? like, well, if you carry on into the chapter, so what we're talking about is, so we have the example of them having trust in this, right? And mm -hmm. then Clint, you brought up that if they don't have their habits, personal, private habits in order right. that flow into our public life, you know, because that's exactly how that works. All mm -hmm. right. And they go on to talk about an entrepreneur. Okay, who's who's this? Who's this big time? I mean, he's super successful. Right. All right, and everything's going great, and then because of an economic crisis, it falls flat on its face. Right. Okay. I do remember this. Everything. I yes. remember this. And and as he does this, it says that it, it it's that he literally like does not want to be around anymore. He it, it sends him into such a depression, and this guy was always successful always in his business work and then all of a sudden it's like you went from this super successful business mm -hmm. guy to you have nothing right he loses everything yep. the company loses everything and it talks in here about where that takes him mentally mm -hmm. and about how it beats him down so low that he doesn't even want to be alive that he right. he he's I've been there sickened. once or twice. Oh, well, man, come I'm on! Telling. I mean, if not even with yes. a business thing, well, but right. dude, I've just in life. With, yeah, right. I battle with depression too, man. Well, and I think we all do. I mean, yeah. how many times is it? We're always hard on ourselves. Oh, right, harder on ourselves. Then, I, yes, it, it, this is why everybody needs a therapist. Okay, <laughs> when you <laughs> talk <laughs> to your therapist, they, they, this 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 lady's done so much for me, man. I'm just going to give you one of the things. Right, what, one of the things she told me is. Man, you can say, and one of the things I'd say all the time is, I freaking hate my life. Right. I, I don't want to be here. Mm. This this just makes, I, I just, I hate my life. Right. And one of the things she's changed is you need to catch yourself saying that. And then you need to tell yourself that, yes, this situation sucks right now. Right. But it's not because it's, I suck. That's right. right. That's so, right. So it's changing your mindset renewing your mind yes right yeah. so that it's not so that when bullets are flying or your uh -huh. thoughts are flying through your head that's right that you tell yourself the right things to survive yes and that's why mm. the bible tells us that we are to renew our minds daily, daily. we are to take up yes. our cross daily and how important and i love that they touch on this because here's the flat fact if you're going through life and you don't have as clint mentioned if you don't have that private habit side of you in order this that's what's going to come out okay? the battlefield's yeah. it, in your mind that's dude. right that's it, right it's not dude that's where it happens well and they even mark in here and it says that 
uh, he Max the the guy's name is Maxwell, and he had been been fired. Yep. Everything in his life seemed to fall apart. Here's the the remark that I like that he writes here, and he appeared to lack the inner resources to mm-hmm. handle the situation. Yeah. Come on, man. How important is that? Kind of like you said, Clint, you pointed out with the military side and you guys both talking about this, how they, what it say, that they had ran this procedure for thousands, thousands of hours. Of times, yeah. Thousands of times they yep. went over this. Man, yep. you don't know so, how much time, the entire, we're out for six months at a time. Right. You know, maybe longer than that. Right. You don't understand how many times we drill the same thing right. over Well, you have to for these reasons. And over again. Yeah. Dude, and so just like they're saying, so that when bullets are flying or the fire's going, you know what you have to do and you do it, you can act, not react. That's right. right? That's so, right. Like when you react, it's a part of your behavior. Right. When you react, that's a bad outcome, man. When right. you have to react to something, you're always going to mess it up. Agreed. You know? Agreed. Oh, man, just look at the whole story of my life. It's me too. It's all about reaction. Yeah, and I literally just learned this, and it began to apply it differently. It's kind of like in the last year, like process, something like process. He just every time, (laughs) every time, just dump salt in that wound, bro. You're you're welcome. It it keeps me. You like it? Yeah, I do. I do. That's why you keep hanging out. (laughs) But yeah, that just stuck out to me, guys. How important that is. So I think that. You know, unless someone has something to add, I think mostly, I mean, because there was a lot of chapter there, two. There's a lot to chapter there's two. There's a lot to I, chapter two. I, I really, really, really liked the military side of it because it got me to think well, it about. It home. It does hit home for me, mm-hmm. but but it reminds me that, yeah, dude, not everything that the military does is beneficial for your spiritual walk. <laughs> right. Okay, I'm not right. here to tell you right. that. But there are, a po- there are points that are very valid and if we because of the language that the scripture says that we're in a battlefield the battlefield's your mind how you react to situations yes. is what brings honor to God that's right you know it, it, just these things right like you you think about it from a battlefield perspective and I don't know that everybody that's listening to us has ever been there right you know but it alters your mind and your state of being because when they train you you're it's it's like being trained with ptsd right post-traumatic stress disorder right Mm -hmm. where everything catches your attention right you know i'm always sitting so that i can see the door well you're at a thousand percent alert we're going all the time right like you have to pay attention to what's going on Mm -hmm. right the the thing in the 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 saying in the navy is keep your head on a swivel right you know it's like you always have to be paying attention to what's going on Right. Because the moment you don't, you're going to get hurt. That's right. Or hurt someone else. Because there's so many moving parts, dude. I could explain to you just how the bridge works and how many sailors are up there with all this information. Everything's right. going on. The officer right. of the deck has to sort out by priority which ones are important, which ones aren't. Right. Right. Agreed. Like the amount of training that goes into this uh, well, is yes. incredible. Yes. Like I couldn't describe to you well, on one podcast, yeah. let alone five. Exactly. Yeah. You know, what what goes on during these things, and there's so many different aspects to this. And the whole ship, uh, I was on a ship of 5,000, maybe 6,000 with the air crew on board. Right. There's so many moving parts. We're launching planes. At the same time, we're... Uh, driving the ship at the same time we're in engineering we're making sure that the ship moves that right. all the parts are maintained that everything right. is running right right you know there's so many different parts to this that's right that's right and it gives that perfect example as to why as you read on well that that, that goes into the church and why everybody in the church is important yeah even every the pe- role even every the people, role even the people serving food mm-hmm. that's is right. important because that's i right. can't do my mission if i can't eat that's right that's you know what right. i mean so like every part is important yes absolutely you know? i agree that's the reason why in the church <laughs> you can't have the hand say to the foot i don't need you that's like, right there's so many parts that god knew beforehand that we needed all these parts to work right that's right that's right and how much more complicated is your body uh well right right 
Exactly. And God maintains that. And he maintains that. You know what I mean? And so, like, this is just amazing on the external side of, man, the military works. And then you got joint joint operations going on, right? Right. So you got the Marines operating. Now we're going to add more people into the scenario. And the the whole battlefield that's going on, you know? Right. It's incredible the amount of pieces that it takes to successfully do this. Agreed. You know, agreed. And and, and the reason is, is because if you read on it, it gets to that point, Dave, like you said, because what would be the most catastrophic thing that could happen on that ship is if when things do fall apart, when you're, when you're being an entrepreneur crashes and yeah. your financial business hits its face, if that captain of the deck, right? Is that what you called him? The, 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 the officer, officer of the, deck. the officer of the deck, panics right and lets his habits from his private world step in that he has not practiced this thousands of times like you said well then there's thousands of lives potentially at danger here at risk because of that so in the same sense if if we're not just really focused on our private personal time and pushing these habits well they ran through that system a thousand times. That's why the captain could come up and tell the officer of the deck, hey, looks good to me. Bye, I'm going yeah. back to and bed. Let's put it like this. Not every situation is the same. So there has to be a point where you know the standard operation. And then on top of that, you have to do it So when things have to change, you can make those changes confidently. And being, you know, I was never the captain, but I, I was uh, in charge of like uh, a few uh, scenes of emergencies, you know, for I think one was a flooding in a magazine space. Um, I, I can't remember. Uh, I think one was trying to evacuate somebody from a toxic gas. I mean, if you're in the middle of the ocean, you can't call the fire department. You right. are the fire department. Right. Right. I mean, I happen to be on the fire department on the ship, but, you know, so, um, you know, when things go bad, right, I can't, being in charge, I can't panic. Right. If I panic, everybody else panics. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So you have to keep your head right. And if we die, we die, which sounds really morbid and horrible. You know, um, but we've been trained to do this right. 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 Even though it may be a little bit different, we may have to change our the way we attack this. But in the end, we still know the basics on how to do certain things. We still know how to run the hoses. Right. We still know how to dewater a space. So some of those things don't change, but how you attack a scene might change. Right. Right, absolutely. You know what I mean? So absolutely. The, the training comes in so that you can just do what you need to do. So anyway, so that was chapter two. That was chapter two. <laughs> and we and, still uh, got three and four. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's, the, uh, let, why don't we put a, like they did a thousand times of the procedures, why don't we put a thousand hours of scripture into our into our mind. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's see where a, we're yes. at. I mean, yeah. I'm preaching to myself there. But no, I'm just and saying, I agree, Clint. I mean. That's a great point is, is yeah. if we are taking our private time, and we're filling it with studying God's word and building that relationship. Faith when, comes wait, by what? <laughs> hearing. Hearing. And hearing, and hearing by and the word of God. That's right. Yeah. And if we're doing that, then when 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 the crap hits the fan, yep. like Dave said, yep. then it's not going to be, you may have that initial panic moment, but then you know, okay, what does scripture tell me to do? Oh, I'm not supposed to worry. I'm not supposed to be anxious about anything. If I just turn it over to God and dig into his word, fear I, not. That, that's right. Fear yeah, not. And, and you learn to be patient in those times of stress. Yes, yeah. because yeah. it's going to become part of your, your regular behavior. As we because said, if you're uh, like I said, if you don't take your time, if you don't evaluate the situation, if you don't have all the information, you're going to make wrong choices because you right. don't have a. That's right. We're acting in one way, but the information may be different. That's right. That's why That's I right. wait. And and people get so frustrated with how long it takes me to make a decision, but that's the reason why I wait. Why? Well, be frustrated, but God tells us to pray and fast. Right, and to seek and him. to seek right. him. Right, and He doesn't work on our time. That's right. Sometimes, hey, you know what? You may do that pray and fast for one day and he's like here's your answer right but that's not a that's guarantee not we can't guarantee. We can't, that's you know it, it's kind of like everything else we want our prayers in our pockets and we want them 
immediate. You know, God's mm-hmm. not a FedEx worker. Right. And like we had said before or said earlier, you know, we were just talking about scripture and, and how, you know, you can read the Bible through and we get so wrapped up in in the routine of just reading scripture that yeah. we don't take any time to evaluate to meditate on it to right. meditate on the word right. of god right. to understand what it really means and that's where we fall short in that area that's, like it's cool that you can read your bible in a year but did you gather anything that's from right it? that's like, right i always thought that was silly not that that's not, not effective. that it's not cool to do that right right but what i am saying is taking time to evaluate what you're reading and taking time is more important than reading your Bible in a year. Yeah, I think it would be, and this is just personal opinion, I think it would be more appealing and more, uh, I don't want to say gratifying, more, uh, anyways, more applicable if it was more like, okay, we're going to take four books of the Bible and you're going to meditate on them for a year. Right. I mean, okay. whatever it takes, right, you know, right. Like, don't don't get so focused on a goal of reading your Bible for a year. And again, I'm not saying reading your Bible in a year isn't a good a thing to have right, because right. that is important, you yeah, know, because right. like we had also said, you know, scripture is going to interpret scripture. And so like you can gather a lot of information by reading that. However, gathering all the information but never applying it doesn't do you any good either. That's right. And so, like, it's finding the balance of what can I read and still soak in to make this effective in my life. That's right. Order literally, title of the book. Right. Ordering yeah. your private world. Yep. Exactly. Getting that in order. Take, so take your time to do things the right way. That's right. If you do it right the first time, you don't have to do it again. That's right. You know, Navy SEALs don't strike more than once. Why? Because they've done the groundwork and they do it. Right. Sorry. <laughs> you're, good. you're good. You're good. Anyway. Anyway. Chapter number stuff. three. Good so, stuff. Yeah. so yeah. Sorry, chapter guys. Three. I really am. I, I could go on forever. <laughs> no, that's good. Sorry, no, we bad. couldn't tell. <laughs> just joking, buddy. No, it's fair. It's good information, we Dave. You. We love you. Well, and no, I didn't but tell is, you. I was like, ask me questions about the military, and nobody asked any questions. So, <laughs> well, I just, I just fed it. I, I, I don't know if we had time to ask any questions. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding, fair. buddy. No, Where we it, at? We had uh, 45 is, minutes. That's huh? right. That's right. <laughs> We're gonna try to at least get through chapter three. Uh, but yeah, guys, no, great information, Dave. And yeah, we're just yeah. giving you a hard time, man. Yeah. But that's the thing is... I won't talk a lot in these next ones, so don't worry. Oh. That's, don't, don't make false Clint's promises. has got all these. <laughs> nope. All right, so chapter three is titled Caught in a Golden Cage. Clint, you want to open us up into chapter three here? I, yeah. I told you it was golden something. Everybody <laughs> yeah. messing with me. So I started reading... That. Funny story, real quick. I started reading this uh, with my fiance. And just the on chapter three, and I read it caught in a golden age. Oh, did you? She's like, re, she was like, read that again. <laughs> read that again. Oh, oh how sweet is she? Oh. How sweet is cage. she? Oh. The golden cage. That sounds like an MMA fight. I was gonna say, is this like two sixty-five-year-old guys fighting in an MMA ring? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. For me, what stuck out to me: 80 year old guys, broken hips everywhere. <laughs> What stuck out to me is in this one, he really kind of goes into, and we talked a little bit of, briefly uh, before we started recording. And for me, chapter three, he goes, he talks about a, you know some tendencies of a driven quote driven person, right? And I already told you off of the recording. To me, it more sounded like the tendencies of a narcissist. Yes, I and I agree. Because I know driven people who are not. Complete right. tools, like basically <laughs> what he's presented. It. No, right. really. Now, and I'm and I give him some grace. I don't think he's meaning that all driven people are this no, way or no. have these tendencies. Right. Right. But uh, I guess the I, first and, and to be fully transparent, I can see just off of the stuff that they've said. Oh, man, you know, I have those tendencies myself. And he says it in the chapter two, like, man, I've noticed in me some of these things and I have to be careful about it. Right. Sure. Right. Well, and that's the point of it. Right. I mean, that's the point of the book. That's why we're, that's why we're reading it. It illuminates things, right? Right. It brings things into light. I guess here though, the one that stuck out to me was on page 26. He said, oh, which one is it that he's talking about? Hold on. I'm trying to get the 26 here. Yep. Uh, tendency number eight, where he says, driven people boast of their uh, busyness. They have forgotten how to play, 
spiritual activity seems a waste of time. And then he actually wrote here, so because he was saying he kind of sees some, he or he had at one time point in his life seen some of these that tendency. Right. He said I had to engage in regular self examination to ensure that the plans I was making, the leadership I was giving, the goals I was setting were more in alignment with calledness than drivenness. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to listen to God and ensure that I was moving according to his agenda yes. and not my self-serving one. Yes. That's what stuck out to me the most. Man, that's great. Chapter. And that goes it, it's just funny anyway. Just how that works because what I was going to uh what I marked here is uh just a little part of this conversation on uh page 18. He's talking here and there's a guy who who gave pretty much like a he he did like a proposal type deal here and he just mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. gets shot down. Mm-hmm. And what it is is the general, one of them makes a comment to him. He says, your performance in the meeting tonight was not very classy, mm-hmm. Al said. Mm-hmm. You took your shot and you missed. They said, they said no to you. I, for one, think you deserve that no. Mm-hmm. You didn't do your homework and they knew it. Now, I think that that's so important because kind of what you were just saying. Now, is making sure that it aligns with the will of God. Right. How are you yeah. going to do that? By doing your homework, man. By And what's your homework? Prayer. Right. Reading prayer, the scripture. Prayer, fasting, and reading. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so that's, I just thought that was a great point to say, how many times have we been in that position because we don't have our private studies and our private relationship with God because we have our public relationship, right? Which is mm-hmm. going to be congregating together. And, and, and worship, and it does say in that chapter that he's trying to expend all of his his uh, capital that he's built mm-hmm. and the relationships yes. he's built yeah. with these people to tell to get them to make the decision that he wants. And I right. believe this is a church board, according to yes. kind of what yes. he's yes. talking yes. about. Yes, exactly. Right. So, like, he goes through this proposal of all this stuff that he wants to do, and it's going to add more people, and it's uh, add more staff. Right. And, you know, and so the board is like, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, he, that really crushed him. And so he gets cornered by another guy that ends up becoming one of his best friends. Yeah. Right. It's like, look, dude, what you did was not cool. That's right. The way you acted after you got the no was was not cool either. Right. You know, and and so he challenged him in that, you know, like, hey, dude, you, you can't. That's right. That's right. right. And how do we keep from putting that behavior out when we get the no? Because is is God going to tell us yes all the time? No. No, no he's My, not. Uh, you know, Most of the time, it's a big no. Yeah. He's like, you know, I'll pray about something. He's like, yeah, it's a no for me, Dave. I wouldn't say I, that. It, <laughs> for me, I wouldn't say that it's a necessarily a no as much as a not yet. Not yet. Right. Uh, because I try and pray his will into things, right. not necessarily right. mine. Right. I think a and, lot of it, too, is exactly what it says. Well, right. it says Maybe it right it's here. A, do your homework, Dave. Well, and it right. says right here. Exactly. Yeah. You know, count the cost of this. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it says right here, Al, save me from the need to win, from the mentality that concludes getting your way is more important than good decisions, or better yet, knowing God's purposes. Yeah. And we can do this in our relationships to where we want to um, be right more than we want a relationship with somebody or the more that we care yeah like uh i'm i'm more convinced that i need to be right in this situation Mm -hmm. i've come to the place in my relationships or i try to be especially with my wife that i'm okay with i'd rather have my relationship with my wife than to be right absolutely yeah absolutely we can fight a battle that's not worth fighting oh man to create division that doesn't have to be there right yeah Right. You know, I agree. I agree. And it's just, he, he really expounds uh, just at least what I took from this whole chapter. And it's, to me, it's just repeated over and over where he's given the example of where the, he, he tried to take control and he tried to push something out, but because of his private world, not being in order because of his habits, as we had said about the last chapter, and because of those things that it then brought out, you know, kind of like with us in the world. I mean, look, you know, whatever's on a man's heart, whatever comes out off of his tongue mm-hmm. comes out of his heart. Right. Right. So in the same sense, 
if he came, he said, man, you didn't, you weren't very classy, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, that was not cool. Like you said, like, whoa, bro, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And if he would have had his private world in order, he would have been more apt to stop and be like, all right, God, how do I handle this? Would that, it would have changed his proposal completely because oh, man. it would have been more about God than it was about Yes, him, about his right? agenda. You know, yeah. and yep. I, I really believe that that kind of goes into something that I feel like God told me, you know, a few weeks ago, maybe it's been a month or so, but where when we try and control something that got that that's where you end up splitting churches and that's oh, where man. things go bad is because I'm going to control what goes on in my church. Right. And you're not allowing God to be in control. To be in control. Either you're in control or God's in control and you have to pick. Yeah, there's and no one in of, between. Right. One of one of those things, one of those outcomes brings life and healing and good fruit and the other one brings narcissism, bad fruit and hurt. That's right. That's you right. Know, and hurt people hurt people. And this is a learned habit too. Oh man. To where people People, you know, I, I've seen something that if you don't heal from the wounds, you're going to end up bleeding on people that didn't cut you. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? And so, Absolutely. like, you got to be careful when you're a pastor or in a place of leadership that you're not doing the same things that have hurt you in the past. That's right. That's right. Well, and a lot of times it's, you know, I think that that just comes down to, again, in our private time and in our daily study, if we're, if we, we just truly do, man. I always use this scripture, but I just feel that it's so relevant for all of us. I don't care who you are, where you're at in your walk, but if you're not evaluating where your heart is and taking up your cross daily, mm-hmm. and by by that meaning looking at yourself under a microscope rather than everybody else, instead of sitting around yeah, it's saying... it's not about everybody that's else. That's right, that's right. right. Instead of me sitting down going, well, Clint... Man, I can only imagine all the sins he made today. Yeah. You know, like where, where's that gonna get where's that gonna get me? True. Right. Nowhere. Right. Yeah. Nowhere. But if I'm sitting down, well, number one, that's gonna get God to judge me the same way I'm judging you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm not being biblical about my judgment. Yeah. And second of all, then it's just like, dude, you're not addressing yourself. You're not taking up by taking up your cross, that's saying, you know what, God, today, man, whatever I did that just went against you, whatever you're not pleased with, will you please reveal it to me so that I can repent and so that I can address this so that next time I don't make this foolish decision. I don't. It's I don't, about making different mistakes, not the same ones over and over. That's right. Right. That's exactly right. Right. So yeah, I just I felt that that's so important, guys. And this book just really digs into that. I know we wanted to get three whole chapters. Well, in the hold day, on. But I, I want to say ahead. the one thing that stuck out to me in this one chapter. Yeah. Is the title, which was caught in a golden cage. I believe yes. that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. The, the one thing that popped into my mind, it just popped in there was a scene from a movie that I watched. Go figure. You know, (laughs) God talks to me in movies. But anyways, it's this analogy of somebody, you know, is caught in a cage, but the cell door is open. Right? And so, like, you're just sitting in the cage, and, and the devil will keep you comfortable to just stand in that cage, but one day that cell door closes and you're never going to get out. Never going to get out. You know, and so as Christians, we can put ourselves in a cage and we can just be comfortable in that cage, but we never walk outside of our comfort zone to walk outside of the cage. That's oh, come on, comfortable in the cage and the devil will keep you comfortable in that cage. Mm-hmm. So that one day when that guard's sh- down, th- yep, yep. That, that cell door is going to shut. You're never going to get out. Oh man. You know what I mean? And that's and a like, scary place to be. dude. It is a scary place to be. I feel like that's why a lot of what's going in our world today, there's so much anxiety behind it is because there's so many people just sitting in a cage. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there's too much fear. Right. There's so much fear that they don't want to walk outside They're of that paralyzed cage. by it. That's right. As That's opposed right. to being like, no, the Bible says that we're overcomers. That's we, right. But but we have to do something. That's right. If we don't do anything, then that, we're not overcomers. That's we right. We can't call ourselves overcomers. Yeah, it's not like, a drive-through window where right. they're going to D- deliver it to you. The true 
the true definition of, uh, definition of uh, biblical meekness is we should be animals, right? right? Right. Like we're stinking straight up animals, right? Like we we're we can do the most horrible things when it comes to wartime or right. whatever, right? But we keep that under control. Absolutely. In most situations. That's right. Like, that is what biblical meekness is. That's right. Right? Like, That's it's right. power under control. Yes. I think Pastor Kurt said that once. Yeah. And yeah, it was I a great so. message. Yeah. But, you know, that's what it is. It's power under control. And so we need to realize the power that we have in Christ. That's right. We can take too much authority. People do it all the time. Right? Oh, yeah. You right. know, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is we do have power. We can be animals mm-hmm. that's right biblically speaking that's right but keep that under control yeah so that when we do have to use it we can amen and people will take our quietness for weakness yeah when that's not at all the truth right you know what i that's mean right. like i can be an animal right if i have to be mm. i choose not to live my life that way right you know he who lives by the sword dies by the sword absolutely you know so I'm not trying to live that way, but if I have to, I will. And I'm gonna right. and I'm gonna execute and it's gonna be on point. That's right. That's right. But don't push me to that point because I don't want to be there. Yeah, and I think man And I don't live at that level. No, no, and you can't. And that was a great example though, Dave. The whole like you said, the the being in the cage and the door is open. Look, if you're listening and I mean, I don't care where you're at in the world, uh, if you there's no way to get away from everything that's going on right now. Number one, make sure you, can't you out control there, any of it. No, no. And and if and if you want to talk about things getting real and applying biblically, I mean, we really need to be praying for Israel right now. The time and, and to make a choice is now. That's Do right. Do not wait. If you don't apply the things in the scripture now, when when bad things come to worse, and there becomes a point where. You can't participate in society. That's right. And you won't. The Bible talks about these yes, things. Yes, you're going right? to have to make a choice. You're going to have to make a choice. When it comes to the point where you're going to have to make that choice, you're not going to make the right ones unless you've been exercising your faith the way it's supposed That's to be. That's right. Done. So hmm. order your private world, get it in order. Yeah. And meaning, man, that's from daily study. Right. That is from drawing closer to him. Because listen, guys, the Bible doesn't say that, oh, well, I'm not telling you to become a Christian because all of a sudden everything's going to be hunky-dory. That is a lie. And that does not happen. And that goes completely against what Scripture says. But you have hope. That's right. Well, we have right. hope for what he has fashioned for us and is waiting to open for us. You know, we're, we're, we know that the things on earth are not going to get better. But here's the thing. What are you going to do? What are you going to invest in? You're going to invest in your day-to-day social media life. Are you going to invest in... There's so many people investing in the world today that are not even thinking about eternity. Oh, well, come on. And And if you can give me one example of where the world promises satisfaction and actually comes through, I'm all ears. I'd love to hear it. I don't know. Because that doesn't exist. Right. The only pure satisfaction you're going to get is a relationship with Jesus Christ and when you hear, well done, good and faithful servant. There's only no, one way to do that. No God, make him known. That's the meaning of life. That's right. That's right. right. So if you're listening, get up out of that cage. Get up get out of that up. cage. Get up out of that cage. Get man. up out of that yep. cage. <laughs> get up out of that cage. But seriously, guys, get up and get out of the cage because you know what? There are people out there that want to walk with you in this. You don't have to be afraid. It is scary, yes. but God promises, fear not, for I am with you. He right. is going to face these with you. They're not going to go away. The trials aren't going to stop. But at least when you fall on your face, he's going to pick you up, dust you, you off. Or you smack your face on your microphone. Like or you that happens. Did. It happens all the time. I'm surprised <laughs> they don't hear it. Uh, you need to put I a shocker on that. That's so why we got the foamy, the right. foamy doles down the clink. Uh, <laughs> I can't afford to lose any more tea, so I got to, you know. But yeah, I, I mean, seriously, though, guys, if you take anything out of this, man, uh, getting your private world in order is hard to do by your. You can't do it alone. Yeah, all right, you you're not going to be dude. able to do it. You, you need, need brothers. Help. You need yeah. sisters. You need mm-hmm. a church body to be able to hold you up when you fall, pick you up when you fall, 
and just walk this hand in hand. And you know what? If you don't know how to start that, shoot us a message, okay? You can message us at uh, the Lost and Found Ministry Podcast at gmail.com. We now, we were going through Anchor, who is our host, and now we're with rss.com. Mm. If you get on rss.com and you look up the Lost and Found Ministry Podcast, it'll take you directly to our page where you can click on uh, contact you can click and that goes right our email is linked directly to this website okay and it'll also listen to and it'll pull up guys we're on youtube we're on deezer we're on uh, <laughs> what it's called deezer deezer yes uh deezer, De- yeah. deezer great <laughs> content <laughs> uh we're on pandora we're on amazon music we're on apple podcast spotify uh, Google Podcast, TikTok, uh, TikTok, X. Facebook, X. Hmm. I, we are the content's out there, guys. Reach out to us, and even though we're probably not in your area, I'll tell you right now that we would love to take the time to do a little bit of research and help you get in a church that's local to you, yeah. right? That can help you become what God has called you to be. Hmm. Because you're not going to do it Celebrates, man. Everybody celebrates when you make the choice. Oh, come on. That's what we want, man. Yeah. That's what we want. That's what we need. That's what you need. That's what we need because we need people, good people that are solid, that want to know this stuff, that want to ask these questions. That's right. The answers. That's right. Seeking God, dude. And if you continue, it says that if if you seek Him, you will find Him. That's right. He's seeking you as well. That's right. He's trying to make that connection. That's but you right. need to you need to accept it. Yes, yes. Can you? I could hear it. Can you hear it? Mm-hmm. I could. Oh, good. Well, don't ignore it because God just wants you to open it. That's right. Quit leaving that door shut. Open the door. Step into something new. Let's start getting these things in order because you know what, guys? Things are very chaotic right now, and they're not going to get better. Mm-hmm. So the only way that we can prepare for this is as a body and that's, that's right. it that's it there's no other option you could and you got two options man you can either start building that relationship now so that when you hear that trumpet you're ready go i'm Red, telling go. you you got two choices man you can either worship him and be faithful to him and worship him forever and ever in eternity or you get to drop to your face because every knee will bow and then you're still going to go to hell because you didn't accept him. Make your choice. I think I'd rather get on my knees and worship him and go spend eternity with roads paved with gold Dude, rather than get on my knees forcibly, worship him, and then get tossed into the pit. Listen, dude. Hell wasn't made for us. No. No. And it's you could... You could go ahead and get cartoony and think whatever. Listen, he ain't got little pointy hairs and and a little red tail, and he's not this little mischievous guy. Yeah, I think that'd be a little bit obvious. Uh, you you better open you? up the, the 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 word of God and start looking at what it says hell is like. Okay, it's compared to a trash heap outside of Jerusalem. Yeah, I believe that is filled with. Um, I mean, come on, filled with bodies, vile food, rottenness burning trash well look at it like this i mean come I, on I heard guys somebody tell, say and i don't know how accurate this is but you know i had read a book at one point it's like i don't know 30 minutes in hell or something like that and that was actually one of the only books that i actually read for a long 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 time besides the scripture right Besides scripture, <laughs> right right but what they talk about is hell is is just the absence of god yeah and if you think of the goodness of yep. God, so it's like a completely absent of, absent of everything that's good. That means yeah. the it absence of love. Right. God gives you every breath. You're not going to be able to breathe. No. You're not, you know, like everything that is good, God gives. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Right. And and it also says that there is no repentance in hell. Right. <laughs> yeah, so there's no, there's no there, turning back. No. Right. Oh, wait, it's really hot here. I don't want to be here. Everybody who does this <laughs> chooses it. That's right. That's and right. That, God doesn't send you to hell. You send yourself there, number one. That's right. And you do that by not listening to three idiots on microphones just trying to get you to build a relationship with God. I'm sure it's God. more than just us. And, well, it's God more than just us, but if you you're know? listening to this and you choose to ignore it, well, you're going to have to answer for that because but there's going to be a point where God says, I revealed these things God's to you. God's mercy is so much more than what we give it. That's right. And so, like, listen, dude, it just... 
have an open heart. Yes. You know, just just seek the answers. That's right. You know, and, and right. be willing to listen. That's right. Because that it starts the road. Like process is a journey. And, yes. And yes. That that starts the road to just even just the right questions. Oh man. You Ask know? questions. Right. And so anyway, we'll go. So into yeah, that so yeah. So point. check us out. Send us some <laughs> messages. We want to assist you in this. Okay, we want to be a part of this however we can. It's not about us. We just want to do it because that's what God is instructing us to do. So we're just trying to be obedient. And our concern is your salvation, not a friendship, not a buddy, buddy, anything. Although we will be friends and buddies. Yeah, we will be friends and buddies, but your salvation is what matters the most. So let's just get this on point, guys. I'm going to shut up. Dave's going to shut up. The Dave and Dave show needs to shut up. And Clint, please pray us out before we carry on for another hour. (laughs) All right. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this night and opportunity that the three of us had to share and talk about this book. Yes. Holy Spirit, I ask that you help us to have the heart and the desire to want to create those habits and be help us to be intentional yeah. with reading your word and reading and studying your word so that we can hear it yeah. and increase in faith. Yeah. And thank you for that, Lord. And uh, I pray that you help us all to have a good rest of the week yeah. and bless those who are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen and amen. And again, we're the Lost and Found Ministry Podcast. Check us out on many avenues. And uh, we are a ministry of Two Shepherds Community Church and Outreach. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on TikTok. Guys, we love you. We appreciate you. We're just hoping you have a blessed week.